You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takar Martin, counselors and authors of Journey to Freedom, The Soul Ties Detox. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, encourage singles growth, and improve couple strengthening. We specialize in repairing the people that relationships broke. And this year, our goal is to see 10,000 hearts healed from toxic relationships. Join us every week on Facebook Live, Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. You can also send your questions to Instagram at AskTheMartins and Twitter at AskTheMartins. And for more information on the 10,000 Heart Healed Initiative, booking information, or our services, visit thesoultiesdetox.com. Now, let's get get into today's today's episode. So as you know, this is our podcast. We use Facebook as our live studio audience. We record our podcast live where it is later posted on either um, SoundCloud Mm -hmm. or iTunes. Mm -hmm. And I believe my husband found a wonderful tool for Android users (laughs) called the CastBox, where you can uh, also listen to uh, podcasts there. But this is just an opportunity for us to answer questions. For the hundreds that we get in our inbox, we can't always get to every single one. But the way that we can reach more people than just the one person is by using our podcast as a sounding board, as a sort of dear Abby to give advice for um, relationship issues, because our goal, again, is to help repair the people that relationships broke. Okay. Now, if you want to contact us, go ahead and reach out on Facebook. Look for Kenyon and Takara Martin and hit us in Messenger, or you can go on to Instagram or Twitter at ask the martins at ask the martins you know how we do it we read the emails first yes then we pull out the big picture issue that most people commonly deal with from that email yes and then we answer that email directly and today we got two 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 emails now before we get started i want to make sure that you guys understand um that um here's how we do it Whenever we counsel or whenever we deal with things like this, because these are sensitive areas and sensitive issues, there is no judgment. We set up an environment of safety where people are allowed to make mistakes or people are allowed to be who they are. And all we do is guide them to help them navigate through the difficulty that they came to us with. All right. Mm -hmm. So that's where we are. First, before we get started, I want to say hello to Contavious. I saw Contavious out in Warner Robins. I saw LaTamara. I saw Bishop John Wesley Pace. Bishop Pace. I saw Monique Hunter. Hey, Monique, how are you? Hey, I see Talisha. How's it going, Talisha? So we just wanted to shout out uh, did you say hi to, to You said hello to Tawana? Tawana, yes, I did. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, Tawana. Um, uh, Laskia. Did we pronounce that right? Did I pronounce that right? I will. I try not to mess up people's name. People's names are important to me because that's what you're called. So I want to make sure, make sure you, um, you correct me if I'm wrong. Are we ready to read these letters? We are ready to read these letters. Let's go ahead. Do you want to read it? Or do you want me to get down? Um, I'll read it. Yes, ma'am. And then, um, you do all the answering. <laughs> okay. So we have two. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Laskaya. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Laskaya. Oh, I love that name. Beautiful name, Laskaya. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. So, um, okay, believe it or not, we got two letters that are very similar in nature. And so we thought we would pair them um, to answer. So I'll go ahead and begin reading. The first one says, hi, I was wondering if you could give me some advice. Some time ago when our lease was up, 
my husband told me to go my own way. I later found out that he had purchased a home a few days before that lease was up. I have been living on my own with my babies for some time now. He popped back up and now wants to work on the marriage. I am totally broken without trust, so I'm not real sure what to do because he says he made a mistake, but that was the ultimate betrayal. Wow. Wow. Okay. So that's the first one. That's the first one. Okay. And the second one. I'm going through a very dark tunnel now. I don't know if I'm coming or going. On the eve of my wedding day, he called off the wedding. I hear saints saying God was protecting me from something because we had postponed twice already. But right now, all I feel is pain and not protection. The pain cuts so deep, I can't explain it. He is accusing me of cheating where I'm the one who has been forgiving him. I still love him, but my family doesn't want him. Mm. I still talk to him and he's apologized for the pain that he's caused me and my parents' family. I want to fix things with him, but I don't know how I will restore his position with my parents. How do I get my family to trust him again? More so for me to trust that he won't hurt me again. All I want is God to show me if he's the one so that I can move. Okay. Wow. Both of those are hardcore. Both of those are heart wrenching. I had the opportunity to actually have some back and forth with, with both of them. Um, I do know where their hearts is. And so with that being the case, I wanted to make sure that we pull out everybody. Get, everybody's with us. Now, listen, listen, both of them are in a place where they're hurt, but they, they would like restoration of the relationship as well as themselves. Right. And so again, Uh, Deal with this with some charity and with some real concern. Uh, uh, We want to be nice, compassionate, okay? Uh, They're safe here, okay? So I had an opportunity to talk to one, and we really did have a great back and forth. Right, right. She's a lovely, lovely, lovely woman, and uh, we actually completed it. Some of the information that I gave her, I'm going to play place here okay the other young lady i did not get a chance to so i told her to be listening in okay all right so the big picture problem that most people deal with uh in this area is the denial and the dishonesty and i want to break that down because yes. we've seen this so many times this is really if you want to be honest this is not nothing new mm-hmm. okay this is not nothing new that we've seen that's the reason why we wanted to bring this to the forefront as soon as they and they came in simultaneously right. as they usually do exactly. they usually come in two or threes and it's like okay I'll, I'll I'll take it to the people. And we Lord. have one here right now from Boston going through the same thing absolutely hey LaShawn I saw that you said you love us okay so um Denial and dishonesty. Now, we're not talking about their dishonesty. We're talking about not facing the truth of what just happened and not facing the truth of the person who just did it. Mm, Yeah. Okay. There's a depth there. This is not something that, um, again, we're we're not we're not um, uh, novice at handling this situation. Here's what we understand. The hard part is being hurt. But still being in love. Right. Um, you're, you're hurt badly, but you're still in love deeply. And when we talk to these, um, women, uh, they felt like they were stupid for even considering the opportunity to go back with the people who did this to them. They felt, you know, kind of like, 
you know, I don't even know if I should be thinking that way. And there's a reason why they feel like that. Yeah. And I want to calm you that it's, it's okay to feel like that. It's okay to not feel like you're stupid, but it's okay to feel like you want to reconcile. Two reasons why you kind of feel like, okay, am I dumb or am I not? The first reason is because you assume outside judgment. People who are watching you or people who've been watching you or people who um, have a little bit too much to say about your relationship. Now, God sends people to talk to us, but also there, you know, you're worried about judgment at that point, right? Right. And I think so many of us have either left or stayed in a relationship or even stayed out of a relationship based on what outside influences were going to think, what they were going to say. Right. And that's never the way to go. And so I think part of your, part of her dilemma, part of their dilemma mm -hmm. is really being removed from that idea that no matter what I do, I have to appease somebody else outside of me. Right, right. And so that's what makes you, you feel like you're um, silly for considering because you're thinking someone else may think that of you. So we want to alleviate that right now. You're in a safe place. This is a great place for you and us to talk. The second one, the second reason is uh, that you feel that way is that you know the severity of the wound. Right. And you know that this is a deal breaker and you don't know why you're still there. Or, or why you're still considering uh, that that's going to be, uh, that uh, considering reconciliation. Or. I was going to say, or I think a lot of us too, when we're, when we're not sure or when we know that this is the ultimate betrayal, how many of us have done the exact opposite of what we've told friends to do? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, girl, if I were you, I would. And then it happens to you. Now what? Right. Sorry, that just like. No, 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 that's, that's good. That's good me. because now you're in a place that you have to, if that's happened to either one of you or if that's happened to any of you, because this is the big picture part, um, is, is the part, probably the part. I think we have a problem with exercising our own wisdom that we lay yeah, on to someone else exactly. or walking our or walking our talk. Um, it's easy to give, but it's hard to walk it out. And that's because of how, how deep our hearts are affected. It's easy to stand on the outside and give someone objective advice. But when it's subjective and it's, and it's bothering us, um, we, we tend to struggle with it. So there are reasons now why it's hard to break away. Okay. If you're ever in this situation and you're going in this situation, this is the reason why we went to the denial um, and dishonesty area. The first, uh, I'll give you two reasons, but let's set these reasons up. Let's tell you what's what's taking place or what's happening or what 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 are the parts that plays first. It, the first part that's played is a massive, massive personal investment. Yep. And when we say a massive personal investment, you've given your time, you've given your money, you've given yourself, you've given your hopes, you have your um, uh, you have all these expectations. You've put yourself out there. Not only that. Not only do you put yourself or poured yourself into that relationship, but these are unique. These are not dating relationships. These right. are relationships where the gentleman had already, they had committed. They, they yes. have given a, they expressed a commitment. They've given uh, their, uh, their word. Their word, right. Yeah. And so you have an intention or you, you have an expectation that they will honor that commitment. And so you bond with them. You've been bonded with them. You yeah. Know, if you've been married or if you're, uh, if you're like one toe down the aisle, uh, you've been bonding with them. And what's more important than bonding, you believe them. I believed you. I trusted you. And the, the hard part about this part is that you still believe them. 
they hurt you, but you still believe them or you still believe that they can be what they said they would be for you. Okay. That's the first part. Right. Okay. So that massive investment, when we pour into somebody like that, that that's, that's what gets us all tied up. Right. Okay. And, and supposedly when we're in these, uh, when, when you get to the part of marriage, that's where it's supposed to lead. So, so that's what makes this even harder. Right. Because when you get to that point, you know, it's easy to call out somebody who's playing games mm -hmm. before matrimony and they never want to take you to matrimony. But when someone takes you there, that's hard to do. When money's spent. Because I haven't just put my heart out there. I haven't just put um, my vulnerabilities out there because now all my friends and my family and everyone now is rooting for me. And this is both for, you know, the lady who was married and, you know, the girl, the, the young lady who was left at the altar. I didn't just now pour all of my emotions of vulnerability and my reputation onto this. I've also spent money. Right. People go into debt over marriage, over weddings and all of that. So you're not taking not just an emotional hit. I'm taking a capital financial hit on top of everything else. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You found like. All of that stuff. So we have the massive personal investment. The second piece, so we can put this together, is the traumatic emotional injury. The traumatic emotional injury. And what that is, is that when you're blindsided mm -hmm. by betrayal, yep. and usually it comes in the form of abandonment because that person leaves you uh, for someone else or for whatever reason they have, there's an emotional, mental, and physical impact. It's sudden, it's painful, it's like being in a car crash. And it induces anxiety and depression and all those things. Now, those two pieces are together, okay? Um, you have the traumatic emotional injury and, and you have the massive personal investment. Why don't we let go? The reason why is because the traumatic injury does not remove the personal investment. Being broken does not negate what you built. Listen, you see what I'm saying? Listen. When you're in the position, uh, it's uh, in this kind of position, it's hard to bring your relationship uh, to a conclusion because you not only put everything into it, you put you into it. Yeah. So when they leave, they're leaving with a piece of you anticipations, expectations, hopes, dreams, all of those things that you built up, all those things that you expected, all those things that you were planning for, mm -hmm. the family, the home, the children, the, the, the Christmases, the holidays, all of right. those things, the past, the heart, the presence, all of those things are a part of it, but you're a part of it too. It's not just about them now. It's not just about losing them. It's about losing that part of you. Listen. And that's why these type things feel like amputations. That's why these type things feel like that there's something that's being pulled off of you. It's not even a clean cut. It's like being pulled apart. Listen, but, and then, so when you've got, imagine though, you're here, but you've got your friends and your family, girl, move on. You can just do better. Girl, it's okay. You know, go ahead and get your Mary J. Blige on and go do your thing. And it's like, you on the other side of all this is, but I still love them just because they hurt me. The hurt does not go. The love doesn't go away. And so you're at a constant tug of war with yourself and you don't want to look stupid to those who are telling you you're crazy if you stay. Right. But all the while your heart, your heart is telling you that you need to, uh, that everything's going to be okay. Right. So while you're in pain, you're not in pain enough to want to give up 
yourself. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. But the number two reason why you don't let go uh-huh. is that tr- the trauma of loss keeps us in a place of denial. Listen. We feel the pain. We seek treatment. We all we want to heal, but we won't admit who did this and how who and how they did it to us. Mm-hmm. Now, let me be clear about that. We're affected. There's some distrust there. We know that there's some distrust there, but we are still clinging to who they may be. Right. We still believe them. Right. We still believe what they said, not what they did. Mm-hmm. And so right now, that pain is going back to the car crash or going back to the accident, the vehicular accident. Uh, you you know what kind of problem that you're in, but you but you keep your eyes closed to what you got hit with. Listen. Okay. You're still living with that belief, that mm-hmm. belief in them and what they can be for you. And it's hard to let go of that. Go ahead, babe. But, but this is how we end up back into these situations. It's not because we're stupid. It's not because, you know, oh, that we're just letting them get over on us. We end back up into these situations because when somebody has traumatized us to this degree, the one thing that I think a lot of us can agree on is that you're going back and forth between God, this must be a dream. God, I must be like, please wake me up. This can't be real. I can't believe this happened to me. It must be a dream. You're going through all of the anxiety. Your heart is going crazy. Your mind, you can't sleep. You can't eat. You can't think straight. So then because of that trauma, because we want so badly to wake up from this horrible, horrible dream, when they come knocking, when they get that, hey, big head, Listen, we almost jump at the opportunity to get back with them because our heart begins to lie to us and tell us that now that they're back, everything's going to be okay. Absolutely. And that's not necessarily the case. Absolutely. Not right away, at least. And in order to get back with them, we have to deny who they are. We have to deny some part of what they did. We have to deny some part of their their character. We have to be willingly and intentionally blind to who they are. And it's easy to do because we want the sting of that pain to go away. But once we get in, that's when it hits, hits again. So when we deal with the personal investment and we deal with denial, uh, this big picture all boils down to one word that we've seen everybody in this situation deal with. One word. Honesty. Honesty. When we counsel people through this situation, the first thing we have to do is bring them to a place of being honest with themselves about who they are, where they are, how they got there, who took them there. Right. Um If we don't, we'll never get over ourselves, okay? Being honest means getting over yourself enough to get to see what's on the, to see what's in front of you. And when I, we say get over yourself, we, we have to, you have to get over what you gave, right? You have to get over what you lost and you have to get over, uh, how you feel. It hurts, but you have to get over that because if you don't, you won't be able to move forward and make the right decisions regarding your own personal, emotional health. This is very, very traumatic. Right. Okay. So here's a couple of things that you have to be honest with yourself about what was done, what was done. And in these cases, uh, it took premeditated planning and precision. Yes. What that means is, is that you got to realize that what was done to you was not something that sudden. It was sudden to you, 
but it took it, it was it took a course of time. As a matter of fact, you were the last uh, the last part of the plan, letting you know. And that's very important to understand because it, it'll take us to the next piece. But it's important to understand that this is something they put time and effort in in, in order to to let it uh, go off without a hitch. Listen, you have one husband who bought an entire house. The home buying process takes at least 45 days. 90, and that's just paperwork. Forget shopping and going to get a house. You had one husband who went to go buy a house. You had another fiance who essentially left you jilted at the altar. Everything that they did, there were several steps leading up to the decision that they made. And every single one of those steps, all they had to do was tell you what was really going on with them. Tell you where they were. And in between all those steps, they still chose to do nothing. Mm. And they chose to leave you there essentially holding a bag for all of the turmoil and trauma that came after that. That's a gut-wrenching, honest piece that you have to face for yourself. All of the steps that led up to that, they still chose to do nothing. Absolutely. It wasn't just, it wasn't just what happened to you. It's everything they did up to that point to when they did it to you. So you have to be honest with yourself about what was done. Mm -hmm. But you also have to be honest about yourself or honest to yourself about who done it. And this goes, we're still in a big picture here. So those of you who have similar situations, you still have to be honest with yourself about who done it. Let me tell you something. These character traits, people don't just become this these character traits don't turn on like a life switch and then Listen, turn off when they're yes. sorry these are things that are practiced these are things that were probably there for some time that you missed because you were in the bonding phase of your relationship and that's what happens when yeah. we when our executive functions turn down and we are not able to see red flags because we so in love we find ourselves not seeing uh their character so you got to ascertain or you got to assess and say this is who that person is this is their character this is who i've been with even though this is not who they've been um been to me up to this point right they were able to get to this point clearly and easily like I said, the last step was hollering at you. Okay. But okay. No, what I was going to say was, is that if they're coming to you saying, baby, baby, please, baby, I've changed. One of the things that they will not do is try to force you into a place of forgiving them. One of the things that we always see mm -hmm. is that if they're really sorry if they've really changed. Even if their character has begun to be developed in a positive light, they will not be forcing you away from where you are at this current moment, and that is hurt. Absolutely. And so you have to be careful of that, and you have to really pay attention yes. because all the while, and I'll get to this later, but you have to pay attention to the fact that if they truly change, they're not going to run and hide from what they did, and they're going to have to stand there and watch. I mean, not even stand there and watch, but they're going to have to allow you to deal with that hurt as long for as long as it takes. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing. Um, Kendra asked, uh, any red flags? Um, and I believe she's saying, you mean they didn't see no red <laughs> flags? Right. And I'm going to be honest with you. This is the reason why we have to um, uh, put them in a position to be comfortable about being open and vulnerable with us when we counsel. 
Um, because that is true. They There are times when people don't see red flags. It's easy for us on the outside. But what happens is, we're, we're because we're built for relationship, we're built to enter into relationships. And once we allow that gate to come down and those connections to be made physically, mentally, and emotionally, there are times where we are, over, we're, we are drugged by our own biochemistry to a place where we can't see what's right in front of us. It happens. It's and it, and, and I, yeah. I can guarantee at least one time in our life, it might not have been this bad, but at least one time in our lives, it's happened to us. Mm-hmm. And people are saying, It's happened to me. I know well, it's happened it, to you. Yeah, definitely. And people, happened to that me person, like, I didn't see what was wrong with me. The reason why it was wrong with you is because you were so wrapped up in them and you're made to be. Do you know do, the process of marriage? Is such a wonderful thing because it's a continuous process of oneness. Right. When we when we uh, get into this process uh, process of of oneness um, too early, prematurely, we end up bonding to someone who is not really bonding to us, or we end up bonding to someone who we shouldn't be bonding with. Now, not right. saying that about these particular situations, but that's what's happened most of the time. Uh, and then sometimes the marriage and the uh, almost married come through. But yeah, especially in these cases, when you have someone who's married, they spent years, years. This is this person is their habit. This person is their lifestyle. This person is a part of them um, psych- psychologically, uh, physically, uh, emotionally. This right. person is who they are. That's what oneness is. And so you know how we lie to ourselves about you know, we look in the mirror and say, oh, I don't see that blemish. Or we look in the mirror and say, you know, oh, I'll get by today. Or we look in the exactly. mirror and we say, uh, you know what? I look fine with that on. And we know good and doggone well we don't. Well, they become our mirror. And we oh. continue to say, you're fine today. You look okay with that on. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Right. Well, Kendra says she asked because she did not see them. No judgment at all. Oh, no, no, no. We get you. We get you. We, we get, get you. you. We, we, ask- we just try to explain that. Yeah. We, we just trying to we, we try to explain it. Listen, we are we were in the place of what you have to be honest about. Let me lay out down a few of those things and then we're gonna answer the emails directly. You have to be honest about what was done, you got to be honest about who done it, and you have to be honest where you're at in it. Yeah. What that means is you have to be honest about your hurt. Some of us will take a punch and we'll say, Okay, that hurt but I need to feel better right now. And what we'll do is we'll look to uh, the first thing that we think will make us feel better is reconciliation. Mm -hmm. And really what that is is self-medication because once you get back into that relationship, you'll begin to hurt once again. Once Once you say, okay, now I'm back here. I've won my place back with them. Now, why'd you do that to me? Okay, and then you have all these triggers and things of that nature. Go ahead, babe. No, I and I hate when I feel like I rush you because I just I have a no, 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 no. But the other part of this, when we jump too quickly into reconciliation is because of the lie that people have told us is that, okay, relationships are supposed to be hard. So if you can get through this over here, you can get through anything. And so we continue to believe a lie that says that we have to put up all of this crap from people because somebody said relationships are supposed to be hard. No, relationships aren't supposed to be hard. You know what's hard? Putting somebody else before yourself. Self-sacrifice is hard. 
relationship and loving me the way I deserve and the way that I need to be loved, especially when I'm giving you all of me in return, that shouldn't be hard. But what becomes hard is not being selfless. Right. Period. Hard is not a synonym for abuse. Hard is not a synonym for abandonment. Hard is not a synonym for neglect. Thank you. Which are both also abuse. Right. We want to make sure that that is clear. So that's not what this is. This is abandonment. This is neglect. This is abuse. And that's why it's such a traumatic injury. And that's why you have to be honest about the hurt that you feel. Now, again, we see two situations, Mary. And almost married. But again, all of you who are out there who've been dating and have dated and dealt with that situation and you've poured yourself, you married somebody who didn't marry you back emotionally. You have to be honest about that traumatic inner, uh, um, uh, injury. Yes, ma'am. No, because one thing that the one who uh, whose fiance left her. One of the things that she said that stuck out to me was she said he kept accusing me of cheating. Yeah. He kept telling me that I needed to forgive him when I was the, I mean, that, that he needed to forgive me when I was the one that was forgiving him. Y'all, if that's not a red flag, I don't know what is. And so this is the kind of thing that you have to pay attention to. Yes, we all miss them. Yes, love comes in like a flood and removes all of our, our sense of reason. But you have to understand that or you have to be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, and being honest with yourself, you if you know that you did nothing, if you know that you are not crazy and that these accusations coming at you are are completely made up and you do not recognize the person that's saying all this and you don't even know what you did to deserve this, take a step back and recognize that likely there's deflecting going on, likely there's something that you're just not seeing. Um, behind the scenes and that's perfect because it, it rolls us right into the last thing you have to be honest about you have to be honest about the wisdom that you've received now it's very very difficult to have someone else speak into your relationship because you feel like they're biased for right. some real way right. if it's negative they're biased if it's positive they're speaking for god so <laughs> right right <laughs> it was positive flesh and blood did not reveal that to you however God speaks through his people, positive and negative, the body of Christ, which we are. And you have to be honest about the wisdom you received, especially when it's shown to you, especially when it's revealed. Right. And what comes with that honesty is the pain of eating crow, the pain of saying I was wrong. I got it wrong. The pain yeah. that says so. So let me let me switch. I got to switch the script and talk about talk to a different group of people here. You people who have reached out to other people and have talked to someone about their significant other that they're in love with and, you've, and you're seeing them fail and you're seeing them fall. Deal with them with compassion. Yes. Don't hit them with the I told you so. You do not do nothing but either push them back into that retarded person's arms or you push or, or you, you, you break a connection between them. You destroy your relationship by saying, um, and I, I apologize, I'm just. No, 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 no. I, no, 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 no. You, uh, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But you, um, you break the connection of relationship with that person when they need you the most. Please deal right. with them. Right. Please deal with them with compassion. 
All right? Don't do the I told you so. If God used you as a wisdom or used you for wisdom and spoke wisdom through you, also let him allow, use you with love. Thank you. One of the things, because I'm, I'm that friend. I'm hard. I give real talk. And I am a extremely <laughs> passionate person when someone that I love is being hurt. I too have probably cost myself a couple of friendships because I was entirely too hard and they didn't feel like they could come to me when it all fell apart because of how, how aggressive I was trying to pull them out of that situation. Because again, Hey, if I made it out, so could you, if I did this, so could you. So come on with me. Let's go. What you going to stay? What is wrong with you? No. If God has revealed to you, if you have, if you are experiencing a friend going through something that maybe you have been delivered from in your past, one of the best things that you can do is not tell them what to do. Ask them questions. Oh, they did that? Well, did you like that? Did that tell you anything different about what you'd seen before? Does this, is this looking like the person that you want to be with? One thing that I always used to ask people when they would come to me for relationship advice, dating advice, or whatever, Listen, if they never change and you want to marry them, if they never change, if this is all that you get until death do you part, is this the relationship that you want for yourself? Yes. yes. If nothing yes. ever changes, is this it? And if they say yes, cool. And if it falls apart, hey, listen, I'm not going to beat you down for it, but take them right back to the beginning. Well, listen, well, what is it that you desired for yourself? Because exactly. it's not that God was protecting you and you better run. It's you have to give people the ability to accept the accountability for their actions, not accept your condemnation or your reprimanding for their actions. Absolutely. And I think I think someone uh, Metro said you hate to see the person you love go through the hurt. That's right. And we understand that. But don't hurt them to, in order to get them away from the hurt. I understand. It's like seeing somebody about to get hit by a truck. You want to run out of run out and tackle them. And if they break their arm being tackled, well, at least they wasn't smushed. That's right. Exactly. Right? So I I get it. I get it. But these situations situations of the heart takes um, a surgeon's hands. Mm -hmm. You have to be steady. You have to be delicate. And you have to know where you're going with dealing with their feelings and their emotions. Right. And so you want to be careful. And I'm going to be honest with you. This is where, oh, this is where uh, for all of you, and we're still talking to the other, uh, other folks. <laughs> right. But this is where you practice the gifts of the spirit. Yeah. Absolutely. This is where this is where you practice that. This is where you practice being patient. This is where you practice love. This is where you uh practice long suffering because you still got to get over yourself to an extent in order to kind of to be there for them because if you are right and the wisdom of God is with you and they fall, they're not going to land on you because you're too hard. Mm -hmm. mm. They need a soft place to land. Yes. Okay. So this gives you the opportunity to practice and grow in those areas. Okay. So now that we got that done, now yeah. that we got that out, it the needed way, to be said, it needed to be said, be honest. The big picture thing for anybody going through a situation where you're wondering, should I go back? But they hurt me so much is to be honest with yourself. Get out of your own way. See who they were. 
uh, see what, what happened and understand that there's, there's some things that you need. Now we can answer the emails and it's really simple. That's why we spent so much time on the honesty piece because that's where most people miss it. Right. Um, it's real simple here. Okay. The first thing is that, of course, you're going to be honest with yourself. That's number one. Okay. We just went through that. We don't have to repeat that. Mm -hmm. The second thing is because you're honest about your hurt and where you are, you want to get help. Uh, one of the young ladies, I, I praise God for her. And I was like, oh man, kudos because she's already in therapy. There's a reason mm -hmm. why therapy exists. And this is serious. Um, why real counseling exists because she endured trauma that is both traumatic. of you ladies yeah endure endured something that hit you to the core it shook you you're going to have problems questioning yourself you're going you're not going to have problems trusting them just but you're going to also have problems trusting yourself mm -hmm. you're going to have problems wondering what's wrong with you you're going to have self-esteem issues you're going to have value issues you're going to be wondering if other people are looking at you funny there are going to be days where you're going to break down crime there's going to be days when you're going to your heart you're going to have heart palpitations you're going to deal with anxieties and depressions you're going to deal with the gamut mm -hmm. of not just the loss but the pain and the hurt and so with that being the case you have to seek help. You have to. There's no two or three ways about it. Right. None whatsoever. You have to seek help. We recommend, this is, a, this is one of the cases because it's so hard, we actually recommend clinical counseling. And what we have you do is you go through your insurance company. Right. Um, you go through, or you can get a referral from your family physician. Or if you have a job that has an uh, employee assistance program, EAP, uh, they can point you. It's free. and You get at least up to six sessions with your employer. Absolutely. If, if they have it. If they have that program. Yeah. Uh, most unionized environments have that. Some unionized environments don't. So it just kind of depends. Check your, pro check, your, check your employer for that. But you definitely, you, you really need this. You need this. We're talking to the emailers now. And one of them. Thank God she's already started. So so she's already smart enough to realize the pain that she was in. Exactly. Um, number three, be alone. Listen. A alone. A uh, means A <laughs> by a yourself. Person, singular <laughs> one alone. All one. Here's the reason why. You are now in a place of quarantine. Uh, you are hurt. You are broken and you're in a place where you cannot entertain conversations, dialogue, or anything that's, that's regarding getting back or connecting back. Right. Um, you have to uh, allow yourself to heal. This also means limiting conversation. If you have children together, living, limiting your conversation to the children alone, but otherwise cutting them off because it's too easy to hear, I'm sorry. You're still hurting and they still represent a place where the stinging goes away. So it's yes. so you have to you ha you actually have to cut them off. And I'm not it's not in a mean way. It's not in a way to make them pay. It's a way to give you an opportunity and a chance to heal. And there. Listen. And like I said before, someone who is genuinely sorry, but also has your best interests at heart is also going to respect your need to heal. They're going to respect your need to be alone, okay? Um, right here, I always tell people, be careful of someone trying to forcibly 
create an environment of let's just get back to where we were. Let's just get back to the way things were the old times. Because again, like he just said, because that trauma is going on in you, you're going through depression, anxiety, you're not sleeping, you're not eating properly, all of that. And your heart and your head is trying to make sense of what is going on. And all your brain and your heart is trying to do is trying to find something to stop and ease that pain that you're going through literally physically biochemically this is what's going on in your body right so when they come back around they understand that by being in your presence that everything's going to be okay one of the things i've told someone in the past is that mm -hmm. listen they their biggest nightmare is you being alone and you getting whole and you getting better and you starting to feel yourself again because as soon as you get to a place where you are whole and confident mm -hmm. you will begin to realize that you deserve better and they cannot have that as long as they are in your presence you you are being distracted from becoming who you truly need to become in order to be over that pain right and that level of disconnect allows you to see better too um, now, we're, we're not advocating that you just never consider reconciliation, but what we want you to do is when you're in that place of quarantine, you want to be able to, part of your healing will be the, to get the fogginess out of your head about who they are and who, who, you're, who you're dealing with. So, because what you want to do is, is you want to be able to hold them accountable if you uh, begin to go towards reconciliation. Hi, Matt. I saw Matt. So I know Matt Ryan. Those are our neighbors and the awesomest people in the, the whole best, wide world. Right. Absolutely. So shout out on FB Live and you'll hear us on the podcast as well. So um, we want you to get healed and absolutely, like Takara said, don't allow them to force an environment where you accept them again. Now, uh, the last thing is if you choose to reconcile, this is what happens when you choose to reconcile, when you choose to, and reconciliation comes after the healing. After and, you're healed. And a lot of people, I, I know people, you know, usually ask, they usually say, how do I know I'm healed? <laughs> yes. We get this question. All, we just got this question last night in, in a, I think, in a private group. Um, the, the, here's the thing. You know you're healed. Um. And heal, healing isn't total because healing is a part of growing new skin. It's part of growing new muscle. It's part of growing a new texture to you. So you are actually growing through this pain. But when you are no longer going through the emotional turmoil of having gone through it, that's how you know you're healed. When you're no longer having the um, the crying fits or the attacks, when you're no longer having the anxiety attacks, when you're no longer um, um, drifting into a point of depression for three or four days, or, or weeks, or even a month, when when you're there, mm -hmm. um, that's how you know that you're healed because it puts you in a position uh, to say, okay, it's not affecting me in a way that that that's expressing itself through me. Mm -hmm. it's still there. I still may have some triggers, but it's not expressing itself through me. And so that's how you know that you've gone to a point where you're healed. And listen, listen, if you reconcile prematurely, I guarantee you is going to feel like you're healed because you feel good, but give it a month. Okay. Mm -hmm. a, a burn victim can't be 
can't be healed in a pot of coming uh, slowly boiling water. Right. Because it's going to be cool for a minute. Yes. But eventually it gets hot. Come on, preacher. And you get triggered. And here comes the cries. And here comes the hurt. And here comes the questions. And here comes the whys. Did you do this to me? You want to do this away from him. And you want to do this in an alone space. Because really, one of you young ladies have children. I don't know if the other one has children, but the other one, one the, the one who was married does have children and they're seeing you go through this mm -hmm. and they need to see you go through this properly. Yes. Okay. Yes. Everything you do is a learning process for them and they will pick up on it even in the slightest because they're, uh, they're, they're actually growing. Right. And they will retain that information yeah. they're developing. Go ahead, babe. No, I, I mean, I'm just, and again, I'm just re repeating what we talked about last night in our private group is that <laughs> peace uh, accompanies your healing as well. Um, when you are in the throes of this and you are not healed yet, your emotions and your thoughts are very erratic. That's why you come to us for help is because part of you really, really knows that something's not right over here, but the irrational part of you that just wants the hurting to stop tells you that it's going to be okay, that just get, get back in this relationship and it'll be fine. When you are healed, when you are on a proper and complete path to healing, there is peace there. And it doesn't mean that every answer comes to you magically. What it means is that you are able to rationally um, think your way through when these questions come about. Yes, when they enter into your presence and they want back in, you can step back and say, because I have been through a process that I've been healed, I can recognize that you are not for me or that I still need to step back and observe your behavior a little bit longer before I let you back in. Peace allows you to be alone and be completely content because when you are healed, you do not want to disrupt that peace. That's what healing looks like. Absolutely. That is so awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, TC asks what, what private group. Uh, for those who are going through the Soul Ties Detox who have the book and they're going through that process, we actually answer questions and help and interact with them as much as possible. Okay. Just answering questions. And you guys no, can put fine. your questions. No, you're good. You, you guys can put your questions up here as we go through this because we're winding down. Yeah, now, TC, I was going to say, like, visit the soultiesdetox.com. That tells you about the book. It tells you about the program. And one of the benefits of the book is being invited into that private group where we have live Q&As. And we're walking you through the book. And you get an amazing support system. Um, while you're going through the process of actually healing from situations just like this. Absolutely. Now, number three was be alone. So number one was be honest. Number two was get personal help. Number three was be alone. Number four, uh, this, this, this step is if you choose to reconcile. We never leave reconciliation out of the picture anymore. Listen, there was a time we was like, look. Right. I don't, I don't, I, that's a bad idea. Right. But, <laughs> like, girl, uh-uh, mm-mm, don't but, pass, go. But the, <laughs> <laughs> like, mm -mm, mm -mm. but the idea is, is that we know that love is real. And if you're going to go back there, let's make it a healthy way. So under number four, if you choose to reconcile, you need to do two things. Number one, you need to do separate counseling, either premarital or postmarital, which is regular counseling. Here's, here's how that works, okay? You don't date each other. You don't try to start it from beginning and, and, right. and be wooed and, and, and go through that process. Because when you were first wooed and you went through that process, um, uh, trust was a given. Well, now trust has been broken. Uh -huh. And that's not something that you can give. That's not something you have in you to give. You want to. I, I, 
obviously, but it's not something you don't feel safe. So they have to uh, work their way up. And part of that is going through counseling. As a matter of fact, let counseling be your dates. That, those will be the time where you see each other. And then you spend time observing and monitoring and assessing their behavior through that. Let it take some time because you want, as a clear-headed, healed person, you want to make sure, like Takara said, that you take time to see if they're where you want to go now. After they've broken that commitment, you have the freedom to make some decisions about how you want to carry it further. All right. All righty. The second thing is, and this is this is my favorite thing. I uh, I named it today. It's called open book therapy. Open book therapy. We're gonna trademark that. Open book <laughs> therapy. We will do. Open book therapy. What this means is, is when a person breaks trust with you, in order to gain your trust back they must become an open book. Yes. There is no locked codes. There is no locked devices. There is no locked accounts. There is nothing that they hide from you because for two reasons, they need to learn how to be trusted and how to be trustworthy. And you have to learn again how to trust them. So it does two things. It helps them to practice what you need and it helps you get what you need and, and receive them fully. Because right. eventually it, 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 it'll be in a place where you have a habit of trusting them and they have a habit of being trustworthy. So it can be a growing experience. People, I'll tell you this. People who go through these 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 betrayals are never the same when they get back together. Either they get back together and they become worse, or they get back together and bec they become better than ever before. That's right, absolutely. They get back together and say, "We survived." Let me tell you how we did this here, and they go through it and they and and they just rock, or they come back together and they destroy each other. Yeah, we don't want you to destroy each other. So the idea is you have to go through that what we call open book therapy. Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties podcast, recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes and SoundCloud. Help us spread the word by rating us, leaving a review and sharing. And be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. If this episode has helped you and you're ready to begin your personal journey to freedom, visit us at thesoultiesdetox.com. If you have questions that you'd like us to answer live, please visit us on Facebook or Instagram and Twitter at Ask the Martins. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.